Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Foodie fans, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. I am your host, Kyle Reinfried. <laughs> and today is a very spooky episode because it is just me. Does it get any scarier? I don't know. I've never done this before, so let me know. But I, I, I'm not going to make it a thing to, you know, I'm, I'm no Bill Burr. But here we are, another episode. And, uh, you know what, I mean, did I get a guest? Could I not get a guest? I don't know. Did I want to do it just by myself? But today is Halloween, and I love Halloween. It is just, I mean, it's one of my favorite holidays. I'd say I'd say Halloween, you know, Christmas, 4th of July, like those, that's a 1-2-3 combo, you know, right there, Fred. And it's it's a pretty big food holiday. There's plenty of parties for it, and candy, 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 as you'll hear about the, uh, this isn't a feature film, but it, it was an important, uh, you know, TV special to me when I was a kid, so we're going to talk the Garfield Halloween special, and so many more things, so I I hope that I can entertain you for the next, uh, you know, around an hour. We'll see. Maybe it'll end up being a lot shorter. This is, uh, we're kind of going with it on the fly here. Before we start the, you know, Halloween talk, I just want to say that this past weekend I was down in uh, Dallas and Austin for a bachelor party that I was throwing for uh, one of my best friends, Dan Ferrara. He's definitely going to be on a future episode. He was on a couple of episodes of High School Slumber Party with... Brian Rodriguez, so check that out. And, you know, he's getting married December 1st. I'm the best man, and my duties, one of them at least, is to throw a bachelor party. And I did it in, uh, you know, it was mainly in Austin. Uh, Brian, again, from High School Slumber Party, came, uh, you know, to both Dallas and Austin. It was his idea to go to Dallas beforehand, and we, so many breweries, so much barbecue, uh, talk, gas station tacos. Did you guys know about that? You know, I, I mean, we had, uh, you know, Lisi and Perla on here, and they were talking about gas station foie gras. Is gas station tacos the American, you know, gas station foie gras? Foie gras tacos? 
I mean, I know uh, foie gras is French, tacos aren't American, but you know, it's like, it's the Texas style taco and they were fantastic. That was a great thing of Dallas. And then we moved on down to Austin, Austin, Massachusetts. I actually put that, I made up some t-shirts and had to include, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty good comedy road trip from the early two thousands that, I mean, just Tom Green in that movie and that scene. Who are you? I'm Beth. Are you here for the feeding? Excuse me? You're early. It's not till tomorrow. But you should come back. It's gonna be a bloodbath. I think I'll pass. Have you seen Josh? He went to visit his girlfriend. Tiffany? I thought they broke up. I mean, this girl who's a friend of his. You know what I mean. Where did he go? Austin. Austin, Massachusetts. You mean Boston, Massachusetts? Yeah, that's what I said. Boston. The University of Boston in Massachusetts. Had to include that on the bottom of the t-shirt, but we, we went hard. We drank a lot. We ate a lot. I'm in a group chat today, and everyone is just still feeling uh, hungover or full. And But Austin is an incredibly fun city. And I still need to go there for much more, you know, movie-related stuff. I would love to go. They have, the obviously, the great film festival, South by Southwest. Hey, Joey Lewandowski of, you know, the, the godfather of the Cage Club Podcast Network. He lived there for a while. Maybe I should pick his brain about it. But Austin was so much fun. We went to Franklin's, and, you know, I had to go to... Fr- I, this is my fourth time at Franklin's. And if you don't know what Franklin's is... It's just one of the best barbecue spots in Austin, and you can see it in the movie Chef. Again, like the, I don't know, am I putting it too much on a pedestal? You guys let me know, but I I think it's just, it's the best food film, you know, starring Jon Favreau, directed by Jon Favreau, written by Jon Favreau, and they stop by Franklin's on the road trip, and they pick up the brisket, and they make the Austin Midnight's, and the brisket there is just next level. It's next level. There's, It's so good that it ruins other brisket. Like I just, you know, being up in Jersey and New York, plenty of great barbecue spots. But the they just don't make the brisket like this. And uh, I, I mean, supposedly I have his cookbook, Aaron Franklin's cookbook, and supposedly he just uses like butter and pepper to you know as the as the rub as the marinade for the brisket and they slow cook it you know overnight i forget exactly how many hours but someone's there like 24 7 working the smokers and it's just such a fantastic place and it's awesome you tailgate it beforehand and i'm just trying to think of any other shout outs but you know that's that's the food related stuff and we got a bit of movie fare in there but we are, well, today is Halloween. Right now, it is the day before Halloween. I know. I'm procrastinating. I'm recording this last minute. Sorry, Joey. Sorry, Mike. I let you guys down. But what is it about Halloween that makes it so much fun? I mean, you know, you can 
clearly just say, oh, you get to dress up. But, I mean, is it, are you thinking about your child? You know, when you're an adult, I should say that. What is it about Halloween that's so much fun as an adult? I, I mean, I know some people that don't get into it, but so for those of us that do, what are we embracing? Are we going after, like, our our childhood again? I, I loved, I mean, I always played dress-up as a kid. Uh, I mean, I was really into Disney. Uh, definitely some of my earliest costumes were all Disney-related. I know I was Peter Pan, Captain Hook, Robin Hood, The Beast, Aladdin. Like, I, I mean, growing up, I wanted to be a Disney cartoonist, and you know, animator, and, and do the voices. I always thought my Donald was pretty good, you know. But then I also wanted to be a paleontologist, and so in one Halloween I was Dr. Alan Grant. One Halloween I was even Steven Spielberg. I remember having this awesome shark hat, and uh, I don't remember if I put, like, stubble on my face, but I just... I wore like aviators and a, and a shark hat and I think maybe a jean jacket. Like I don't know, it's probably some picture I saw of Steven Spielberg in a magazine or something like that. You know, this is the internet was not the internet at that point and I just I was Steven Spielberg. That's that's how much I loved movies and uh and Disney and even continuing on. Uh I dressed up as the dude Barf Forrest Gump, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. You guys know that I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, right? I mean, if you've listened to other podcasts and Third Time's a Charm where I'm on the Return of the Jedi episode and uh, just a big Star Wars nerd. But I never... But the, the, the Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, that was around, like, middle school. I, I, I can only now, if I got, like, maybe, like, a... What do they say in Step Brothers? It's okay, mine's not movie quality, or something like that. But I would love an amazing chewy costume. That would be that would make me so happy. You got the mask. It's okay that mine's not movie quality. I'd say my best costumes though were probably like I said I was. Uh, I was Barf, so I was in a fraternity, ZBT, Zeta Beta Ta. Yes, I was a quote-unquote frat bro, uh, but my pledge name was Barf. You know Barf from Spaceballs. Always when I'm eating. Bartholomew. What are you? I'm a mog. Half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. That, I went, I think, above and beyond. I put, you know... I'm big, but I'm not John Candy big. I put a pillow in, like, for my stomach. And I bought a, actually, a Ghostbusters, like, overalls, because I figured, oh, I'll get to be a Ghostbuster one year, which, so I guess I was. So there you go. There's another movie character. But I bought the Ghostbuster overalls, and I made, like, a patch over where it said Venkman or whatever, and I put barf. I had long hair at the time, so I, like, put it back into kind of like the pony, you know, well, I always wore a ponytail anyway, but put it back and made it look like, you know, John Candy's a little bit. I bought, couldn't find dog ears, but I bought cat ears and bent them, so it made them look like dog ears. That's how clever I am. And then I, for some reason, the internet existed, you know, at that point, it was like I could easily search a picture, but I put in, I specifically remember putting in space balls into the DVD player, 
and freezing it on like a good close up of John Candy's face and I had my roommate actually paint like, you know, the way that you know, the white circle around his eye and on the nose and everything like that. Maybe I'll have to post a picture of me as barf. And I also, uh, you know, put a tail and then I had these old Converse like really beat up and I cut out the front and I put fur in there cause that's what it looks like in the movie. So that's, I went, uh, above and beyond for, with my barf costume. And I remember <laughs> making pledge brothers happy. And I, there was this bar. So I went to Rampo college, Mawa, New Jersey. For some reason, we would go to this bar club uh, down in... I don't even know where that was. I think, like, kind of around Wayne, which is also in New Jersey, but, like, about close... Like, at least a half hour away. Why would we go there? I have no idea. I was underage, so I wasn't even... And I was pledging, and I was designated driver, so whatever. Wasn't drinking. But, (laughs) uh, you know, when you're pledging, you get... You get nervous, and you know, you don't want to make any older brothers upset or anything like that. So I was happy to make them happy with uh, with my barf costume. I wasn't the only movie nicknamed character, you know, like of my pledge class. There was one kid, Tum Tum, which is from you know Three Ninjas, that you know the kids movie with the three brothers that are ninjas, and. Tum Tum always had a bag of jelly beans. I think that's even how, like, help, the grandpa helps, like, or, you know, defeats the bad guy in the end. But anyway, he was just, like, all nervous, and he's like, what should I do? I'm like, start bringing jelly beans to line up, and I'll make them, like, laugh, and, and he did it, and never gave me credit. So, uh, you know, John Parkinson, that's who Tum Tum is, was, and uh, you never gave me credit for that, so you hurt my feelings, buddy. But uh, when we were leaving docks, you know, bringing back a bunch of drunk college kids, and they're making me drop off one, I think one guy was an alumni at the time, yeah, yeah, and he lived nearby the college, and they were like, okay, barf, like, get out and go into the house, and I'm like, ah, crap, like, what's gonna happen now? And <laughs> the one alumni was living with an, another alumni brother, and we go inside, and this guy's just working on his computer, and he's just like, Bob, turn around. And he looks at me, he starts cracking up, and like gives me a big hug. I was, I was so relieved that my costume could bring, you know, just made, made him happy and just made it like an easier night for me. And I know this, you know, people look down on fraternities and definitely look down on any kind of, uh, you know, physical or emotional uh, belittling or, you know, let's just call it what it is, hazing. But it was something uh, that was a part of my life, and I had fun. Another college memory is, uh, while not a... Well, you know, he's about to be a movie character, so, haha. I was Freddie Mercury, and there's as as you've heard on plenty of Foodie Films episodes that there's going to be a Queen movie, which I'm excited for, which comes out in two days, November second, and so I was Freddie Mercury, and I again did a pretty good job. I shaved my beard, dyed the mustache, dyed the hair. I worked as a media technician at my college, and so I took, like, a microphone and kind of did, like, the same. If you ever seen Freddy and the way he had, like, half of a mic stand and would pretend to be playing guitar with it, I was doing that. And I just wore, I think, like, black jeans and a white T-shirt. And 
I had so much fun. And I remember, I think that was my junior year of college, but we went down to where the, uh, where the seniors partied and everything like that. That was, those were always where the best parties were and public safety showed up. That was, you know, what we called our security. <laughs> and I, I, I want to say, I know I, so I, I went up to the door and I started singing to them. And I think I started singing good old fashioned lover boy because I just wanted to really weird them out, and I was successful. I just I started singing to them. I tried to serenade them as doing the best, you know. Ooh, let me feel your heartbeat grow faster, faster. You know, that's my uh, lame attempt at a Freddie Mercury, but just kind of got as close as I could without touching them, so I didn't get in trouble. And... They left. They stopped. They they uh, let you know the the young adults keep drinking. So mission accomplished. And my last, I mean, definitely you know, like college memory was then. There was one week. You know, there was just so many parties going on. I I think I did like three. I had three different costumes, and one of them was the you know uh, Forrest Gump when he's running cross-country and has a really long beard. And so when I was in high school, I remember doing, like, a, a trip into the city with my friends, you know, feeling so cool, like we're 17 and in, in the city, and we were just walking around, and I did the most touristy thing ever, which I which I tend to do. I, I've been called a tourist in my own city. But I bought a Forrest Gump, you know, Bubba Gump Shrimp Co., you know, like, hat, which, hey, I ended up using it for a costume later, so... I guess uh, I guess that's all right, and I just I wore short shorts. I didn't have his Nikes that I was very upset about because I I like to be. This is how I I try to pick costumes so that I really like. Freddie was the last time that like I shaved. I did something with my facial hair uh, for a costume because I like having a beard, and I don't like playing characters that don't have beards. So I'll tr- I'll trim it, but I won't shave it now. And so I always try to find characters, uh, whether, you know, mostly from, I guess, TV shows and movies and stuff like that. Maybe just real life people to be, or, you know, just a random costume. But if I'm doing a character, they have, they have to have a beard. I'm, I'm just, I'm a, you know, I, I like to be accurate. So I didn't have the Nike shoes, but I had the long beard, long hair, um, and I put the hat on, short shorts, a polo or something like that, probably. And I just, I was feeling pretty good. And just all night long, I was just like doing laps around the quad. And just people were like handing me beers as if it was, you know, water during a race while I was passing by. But I have to say those are probably my best, uh, at least my college uh costumes and movie related uh or you know real life character related costumes i've had i've had some since then like i said like the dude but uh that was i oh you know i i mean i i threw a party once when i was still living at my parents house and uh had a big halloween party and that was fun and i and i just wore it was so comfortable just wore like shorts t-shirt robe some sandals i had a bowling bag got a long wig, didn't have long hair anymore, and was drinking white Russians all night. And that was ironic. Just didn't didn't make me sick, which I was very happy about. 
uh, drinking white Russians all night. Didn't didn't know how that was going to go over, but it went well. So I don't, I'm not saying to do it, but, you know, to each their own. Go ahead and try it. Getting back into the Halloween spirit, candy. Candy, 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 candy. I, um, what's your favorite Halloween candy? I don't know what mine is. I, I, I love, you know, so it's, well, is there, is there any kind of candy, I guess candy corn, right? Is that the only candy that's at Halloween time that isn't the rest of the year? And then the rest, unless you go, uh, trick-or-treating in a rich neighborhood and you get those, you know, the regular size bars, mostly you're going to go around and you're going to have miniature versions of uh, regular candy. But sometimes those are even better. Like, I love, I love mini Reese's cups. Those, I could just, like, pop back, like, Tic Tacs all day long. And that's dangerous. But Kit Kats were always a favorite. You know, like I said, Reese's, Snickers. Snick- I got into Snickers at, an, at, a, at a later age. I, w- I, I wasn't sure how I felt about the peanuts at first. But... Those were some of my favorite candies. Uh, you know what candy I was just thinking about the other day? And this isn't a Halloween candy. Do you guys remember those, like, the candy buttons that are just on the paper? And you'd peel it off with, like, your, you know, your, get under there with your fingernail. And then there was always a little bit of paper stuck to it, but you ate it anyway. It was just, like, sugar drops, colored sugar drops on a, like, it, I guess, like, almost like receipt paper. Like, it's just really long paper. Uh, there's just certain things you can't... I don't know if they still have that. I don't know why that was made in the first place, but, I mean, it existed when I was little. And But there's just so many things that you can't do anymore Halloween. I mean, they even made Daylight Savings later now so that kids could have, like, more... You know, it could be a little lighter out for trick-or-treating. Like, kid, I mean, and there's kids, so many kids with peanut allergies. I can only imagine if you have, like, a peanut allergy and you're going around, like, oh, wait, can uh, we only get, the, you know, the, the Kit Kats? And, I mean, what other can- what candies don't have? I mean, there's so many that don't have peanuts in it, but... Uh, what, Twix? Billy only wants Twix. He's got a peanut allergy. And then I, I remember there was this... Uh, woman her name was mrs cheevers and her son actually taught me came over and like taught me and my sister how to how to swim and mrs cheevers you go to her house on halloween and she always had freshly baked chocolate chip cookies oh they were so good and like she always gave us like she would give like one out each and then she really liked us and she gave us like two each and mrs cheevers was just so sweet like, I rem- I just remember, like, being, like, I'm looking, I'm thinking about it now, and thinking of, like, from the, pers- like, the height perspective I was, like, walking up to the porch, and her having those. And now, if you had someone, like, trick-or-treaters go to the door, and was like, you want freshly baked cookies? The, the, number one, the kids would probably be rude, and say something, but the parents would freak out, and probably think that there's, you know, razors, or cyanide in the cookies. Uh, I mean... You can't, like, I mean, I remember a, a house that gave away, like, pretzel, I like pretzel sticks, but she gave away pretzel sticks, and kids would be pissed off about that. I mean, one woman, when I started trick-or-treating, I still did, like, the first two years of Halloween, I think, and then, you know, we got too cool for trick-or-treating. I still dressed up. Oh, I was also, uh, I was the, the grandfather from 
Jurassic Park one year in uh, college, and one year I was E.T. with the the sheet. I, I wore an E.T. mask, and I picked up clown shoes, and then I put a sheet over me, and I was E.T. like on Halloween. So there's two more movie characters for you. But um, I, not, <laughs> I started trick-or-treating with friends in high school, and there was this one woman that like gave us each, I think, like, you know, a quarter, and that's like what she did at her house. I can only imagine a kid's face now going up to a house and an old lady giving quarters. Um, which reminds me, I gotta pick up a bag of candy for uh, trick or treaters tomorrow. Well, I've been talking candy so much, so let's get into this film Garfield's Halloween Adventure. It originally aired October 30th, 1985, along with uh, Peanuts special It's the Great Pumpkin Trolley Brown. I mean, that came out in the 60s, but CBS aired them, you know, side by side. And it was a Halloween staple, and supposedly in 2015, it's no longer uh, regularly broadcasted. That's a shame. But, I mean, this cartoon, I remember watching this cartoon and being petrified as a kid. Uh, You know what, as I said on the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode with Zach Bressler last week, I was, like like his brother, Colin, uh, who I need to get on this podcast, but... I was I was a scaredy cat too. A lot of things. I mean, Beauty and the Beast. The the how the Beast is first like shown to us like a you know because uh, what Belle's father's in the armchair and the way the Beast like comes around it and just like that that scared me. Uh, I remember <laughs> my sister, uh, you know, rented Exorcist one time. And I literally, and I wanted to hang out with her and her, you know, she's older, I wanted to hang out with her and her friends, and, like, I I think I, like, scratched the DVD so it wouldn't play, because I, I wanted to hang out with them, but they were going to watch The Exorcist, and I, I didn't want to watch, I didn't want to watch The Exorcist, it, sca- it still scares me, but this movie, so I, I, you know, I watched it, I revisited it for this episode, just watched it before, it's like 25 minutes long, you can find it on YouTube, just search the Garfield's Halloween Adventure, and it made me laugh, it made me, wow, did it just, it just flew me right back to being, you know, however however old I was the first time I saw it, three, four, five years old, and I get why I was scared, it's not scary, scary at all now it's it's a cartoon and it's garfield but there's this moment where you know it's a normal episode and supposedly that's what they wanted to do they wanted to make it you know like feel normal in the beginning but then make it scary so it did scare you know children and garfield and odie go trick-or-treating and they end up you know they're dressed as pirates and they end up taking a rowboat to this house on an island in, like, the middle of, like, a river, I guess, and there's a scary old man with a scary deep voice, and he tells them that ghost pirates are gonna come back and collect their treasure, and then he takes their boat with the candy in it. I remember also being bummed out as a, you know, as a chubby kid and loving his candy that this old man went off in the boat with their candy, and then these scary, like, illuminating, uh, ghosts show up, and I... I think that they're very scary looking, but you know what? Let me right now. Let me. There's so many great 
songs uh, in this. So first, let me just play you the Lou Rawls song, because Lou Rawls wrote some music for Garfield, and this is like kind of after just a few minutes in the opening. Once Garfield realizes that it's Halloween and he's going to be able to go out to get candy, there's a title sequence, and this is the song that plays. This is a night. This is the night. I was created for. I'm gonna put on my best disguise and go knocking on everybody's door. This is a night. This is the night. I'm gonna hit the street. Cause this is a night folks are giving away so many good things to eat. If every night was a night to go trick or treat Trick or treat Wouldn't it be sweet Trick or treat Just a trick or treat Trick or treat Wouldn't it be sweet Trick or treat Just a trick or treat Halloween's my kind of a holiday It's not like those other stupid holidays I don't get pine needles in my paws there's no dumb bunnies, no fireworks, no relatives, just candy. Boom, you go out, you get candy. It's as simple as that. <sighs> simple. That's me. That's a great song. You guys know I love, you know, some original theme songs, and that's a fun theme song kind of for this a special, you know, Garfield Halloween adventure. And then, I mean... What is it? Lorenzo Music. I never knew the name of the guy that does Garfield's voice, and so supposedly it's Lorenzo Music. And Garfield's voice is perfect. I mean, you know, he's he's the lazy cat, and I mean, just the way he's like, the way he's explaining holidays and saying that it's his favorite. No pine needles, no family, you know, other family members. What uh no no Easter bunny ears, no fireworks. That's that's still that still that still makes me laugh because well hey, it's Garfield and sometimes I don't wanna deal with family members or fireworks or you know, it's just he wants his candy. Candy, candy, candy. Is John Arbuckle like the saddest character ever? Is he just he's a single guy that lives with his dog and cat and which he like, kind of communicates with, like, he definitely, I mean, he has, like, he taught, he asks them questions and says things to him and kind of gets responses, like, he says to Garfield in it, oh, like, are you trying to scare me, and, like, you know, the pumpkin goes on his head, and then Garfield does a face, he's like, oh, now that's funny, uh, it's just, I, I don't, watching it as an adult now, it makes me afraid that I'll end up like a John Arbuckle or something, but I don't even have a cat and a or or a dog, so an even lonelier John Arbuckle. So Garfield takes Odie up into the attic, also is going to use Odie and tells Odie that Halloween is a day for cats to bring out their you know, their dogs and the to help them get as much candy as possible. And the cat will give the dog one piece of candy. Uh I'm a dog person, so I'm surprised I, I always liked Garfield, but he's a he's a shyster, so you know, he's like he's that Eddie Haskell. You gotta you gotta love him for that. But they go into the attic and they pick out you know, a bunch of costumes and well, 
I love a good song, so here's another fun song that uh, Lorenzo Music sings in this episode. Eureka, the mother load. Look at all this great stuff, Odie. With these costumes, we can be anything we want. What should I be? There's so many sides to me. I could be handsome or brave, a king or a slave. It's all up to me. So what should I be? What could I be? What should I be? I could be a scary vampire and turn myself into a bat flap flap. Or I could put on some black pajamas and go as a big fat Halloween cat. What should I be? There's so many sides to me. I could be an astronaut, a robot, a hobo, a clown, or an alien creature going out on the town. What should I be? It's all up to me. What should I be? Let's go. This this song, <laughs> this song makes me just think of being young. Actually, you know what? Screw it. Even even now, having costumes. I, I've been told by friends. I, I had a friend stay over one time, and he went to go see if he could borrow like a shirt in my closet. And I have a bunch of Hawaiian shirts. I uh, you know I, I have some male rompers. I you know I have some costume looking things. He's like, you got more costumes than clothes in here. And but it just makes me think of how much I loved like dressing up as a kid and playing make believe. And again, that's what like. That's what Halloween is. It's so much fun to go out there and just not be yourself and just try to stay in character. That's 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 a fun time. And so him going through, you know through all these outfits in the attic and they end up being uh, some some pirates and I, I love it. Then they go back down to uh, John and they, Garfield takes some lasagna, of course, lasagna with his wooden sword, and John gives his two pets some sacks to put candy into, and they go on their merry way. This part always scared me a lot, too, is that they're going along and... Garfield's singing and talking about what he what he likes about Halloween and he keep kind of taking masks or, you know, costumes off of people. And the first is just a kid with, like, a scary, let's call it a a goblin mask or something. But then Garfield keeps going, and, like, first it's, like, a ghost sheet that there are just big feet underneath. Then it's the same goblin mask, but there is a goblin underneath it. Then there's just a ghost that's, like, a sheet that's floating. And so I, I think that also, I mean, let's, uh, let me try to get all like a, you know, like a psychologist on it. I mean, that's what your mind goes through on Halloween, right? Do you remember, like, tr- like seeing a costume or not? I remember there was this one house that I was petrified to go up to and grab. They, you know, had a bowl of candy. That should be, like, the most welcoming thing ever, just a big bowl of candy. But there was this one really scary costume that, was sitting in a chair and you know now you you would think that like a person was sitting in it but that was never the case 
you know, like in the costume and would scare you, but it was just a really, you know, I guess a scarecrow with a mask on it. And it was a very demonic looking thing. And again, I was, I was, a, you know, scaredy cat. I was a chicken shit <laughs> and I hated, I hated going up to it. I, I even remember in third grade, we were getting ready in like the boys bathroom to put on, uh, you know, to put our Halloween costumes on for like the elementary school Halloween parade. And there was this kid, Matt Ferran, that jumped out of the stall to like scare me with his, I I feel like it was just like a, you know, um, it was supposed to be a person's face that was decomposing or something like that. And he kind of scared me and I, and I like swatted it off and he started crying because I broke his mask. But Hey, he jumped out to scare me, so all's fair. But I, I love, you know, that how scared Garfield and Odie get. But th- let me play this clip right now of the most perfect, just like Garfield trick or treating scenario. Observe carefully, Odie. I'll teach you some of the finer points of trick or treating. Give me. Oh, how cute. Here you go, kids. Methinks your Bia might stingy with your candy, miss. If you don't reconsider your contribution, I'll give your living room drapes a taste of me broadsword. Thank you. A thousand blessings upon your home, ma'am. Gimme. <laughs> That's just... Gimme. His... 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 Like the Garfield, I mean, number one, I don't, I mean, Garfield is clearly a very successful comic strip, has been around for many, many decades. And uh, I think there's just something we like the dryness, and it just even does amazing in like, you know, as a like animated cartoon, it just does so well that like we don't see him, you know, his lips moving or anything like that. It's just like, it's those inner thoughts. It's almost, yeah, like that's, that's what it is. He our id. Is he what we want in life? Or does he say what we, what we want to say? Am I really talking this way about a cartoon cat from, you know, the comic section of the newspaper? I am, <laughs> but that's, that's Garfield. And that I, I, I love that. Just like the interaction and that, I, you know, as kids just being, oh, here's a piece of candy. Come on, lady. Come on. Come on. Give us some candy. Give us some more candy. I always felt bad when, you know, like, especially, and this happened in high school, like going up to a house and taking the whole bowl of candy because that ruins it for, like, everybody else. So I like to think that I was, uh, you know, maybe I was guilty of that a few times, but maybe I've paid penance for it now. So I'll have to be, uh, very nice with uh, handing out some candy tomorrow if I get some trick-or-treaters. After this is when the special starts to get scary, so they have so much candy, and then Garfield says, you know, should we go to the other side of the lake, the river, whatever, and go to those houses and we'll even have more candy? And, I, and I, he's always, the duality, he's always questioning himself, or am I, am I being too greedy in this time? Nah... And so they get in the rowboat, but they're not being successful, and they're just floating down the river. And then Odie points out this house that's on an island, and they row up to it. And as I said before, they encounter this old, scary man, and he explains when he was a little boy, pirates came and 
buried the treasure and he's been watching it ever since and now they're going to be coming back and when that clock strikes midnight like that's when it got scary for me and these these ghosts almost remind me of the demonic uh creatures uh, from the movie ghost when when like you know when the good when a good person dies a light arrives and you know you either go into the light or you don't because you've unfinished business and you stay a ghost but if you're bad and you die i think that you don't really have a choice and then these creatures just come and you know they just come out they're just shadows that kind of come from dark spots of the ground and they pull you away into what you uh presume is going to be hell and so that was even i remember that being scary when i saw like ghost for the first time yeah as a kid but that's what that's what these things are when they when it pops his uh head through the cabinet when odie sneezes and <laughs> you see odie and garfield and they close the cabinet doors very quickly like that and the ghost pops his head through that and that's scary and then they jump into the river odie saves garfield and they get back to land and they luckily enough find the rowboat with the candy in it and uh and everything is everything is fine and garfield gives his old friend, you know, he's like, am I really doing this? And gives the great, you know, great speech like Garfield can, you know, the, again, that inner monologue, the, the, the duality, the processing, and gives Odie his share of the candy, and, and that's the special. But that always, to me, was one of my favorites, and I was I was really happy to go revisit. So if you haven't watched it, if you have watched it and haven't in a while, I even I think I saw it at Target like on DVD. And I mean, go ahead and buy it. I might still buy it, but you can find it on YouTube. And it's a fun little you know uh, Halloween related thing to watch. Since I changed things up for this episode and I'm hosting alone, let's uh, change things up for the famous food scene. And I want to read you a little something from a fun article by Food and Wine. It's called Eight of the Best Horror Movie Food Moments. These films have an appetite for terror. Horror movies and food have a long history together, and not usually in a good way. In some of the best-known scary movies like Alien, Night of the Living Dead, and Sons and Lambs, the main characters end up as meals for the bad guys. Aliens, zombies, and cannibals, oh my! However, some horror films use seemingly mundane food to build tension. From irradiated Granny Smith apples to demonic fortune cookies, here are our favorite food moments in horror films. Some spoilers ahead. Cotton Candy from Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Jiffy Pop from Scream, Steak from Poltergeist, Lemonade from Cabin Fever, Strawberry Pie from Thinner, Apples from 28 Days Later, Fortune Cookies It, Pizza Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. And that's what I see here. That's the, Those are the ones under here. So you know what? Let's go ahead and pick... Jiffy Pop from Scream, in honor of my friend, my former podcast co-host, Brian Rodriguez's high school slumber party, Scream, a high school movie, and hey, Jiffy Pop, a fun movie snack, and the killer asks her, you know, like, what her favorite scary movie is, so we've got food, we've got movies, and a scene to honor another great podcast from the Cage Club Podcast Network. 
Hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Yeah. What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why, you want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Um, no. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. What did you say? I want to know who I'm talking to. That's not what you said. What do you think I said? What? Hello? Look, I gotta go. Wait, I thought we were gonna go out. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't hang up on me. Wow. Watching that and I mean, you know, that's not even the full scene, but that takes me back. Scream was one of those films that, I mean, so it's supposed to be like almost like a satire of other scary movies, right? Like kind of taking a little bit from each. And then obviously then there's the spoof scary movie, but Scream Scream is scary, and this is just like, what a great opening to a movie, and I love, I love the questions, you know, the, you know, what's your favorite scary movie, and, and then obviously then the, the game that he plays with her later in the scene, asking all those questions, and the Jiffy Pop popping and cooking in the background as the tension is growing that is such an awesome scene and drew barrymore you know pretty a pretty young drew barrymore just uh, you know just doing such a good job as like a scream queen and that is just i mean that is just an awesome opening scene for a you know what what scream ended up what with I guess three three sequels right there was a Scream four, I remember the you know there's this the second and third one and then the fourth ended up being I don't know something with like new kids or something like that right I think the I mean the old cast came back whoever was still living but um, I think Wes Craven directed that too and then he and then he passed away right but this is one of those top opening scenes so. I'm definitely going to go back and watch Scream, and probably watch Scary Movie too. Now, I don't want this to seem like a, a self-serving episode, I just wanted to hear myself talk, so I'm not going to participate just yet in Gut Instincts. Uh, you know, there's been, I've had a couple of guests that have asked me oh, what's what's my favorite when I've, when I've asked them a certain question, but I want you foodie fans, I want you to 
you know, let me know what other questions there are out there. If you have questions for me or for that I should have for other guests. And I just want to say it's been so much fun so far. And this is, uh, you know, thanks for listening to this episode. This was, uh, you know, last minute kind of idea. And uh, hopefully it was somewhat enjoyable giving you uh, just, you know, sharing some stories with you. And I'm really looking forward to future episodes. I'm going to try to get some more chefs on, hopefully maybe some food critics, uh, food stylists, you know, from films. I just really want to have, you know, some more food-related guests on. But I I have such a fun time with whoever I'm speaking with um, from, you know, big big foodies to people that are just you know into certain dishes but hey it's fun to talk these movies it's fun to talk food and hopefully uh you're enjoying it as much as i am so if i could just say one more time to have a happy halloween and remember there's always more to cut (laughs) yummy 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 i got love in my such a sweet